Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, New Pacific 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific 6 Eastern. Here we are. I don't know if you guys are aware of this or not, but there is a uh, massive heat wave in the Northwest. And uh, normally I'm in Bothell, and uh, it's 113 degrees. I don't know if it's 113 today. It's scheduled to be like 113, 118 tomorrow. Scheduled, I say. Uh, But anyway, we went down here to uh, Cannon Beach, and uh, currently, according to the uh, weather gimmick here, it's in the 90s. And uh, it doesn't feel quite as hot right now, but the fact of the matter is my uh, uh, upstairs studio, I would say it's 200 degrees right now. So for those of you that are enjoying the show via twitch.tv slash F4W video, you get a uh, beautiful view here today of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, actually behind me, you can see the, uh, I don't know if you can see it right there, you can look through the, the chair, but that is the uh, same rock uh, that you see in the movie The Goonies. That's where we are right now. No, I cannot fix my lighting. I am outside. This is the best you're going to get. We're on location here today, and we are doing a, a fun show because it is Sunday, and crazy things always happen on Sunday. It is also the end of our long national AEW nightmare. Saturday night was the last preempted show for AEW. We had the Kenny Omega Jungle Boy match. We can talk about that today. And uh, beginning Wednesday, they're back on Wednesday. And so we'll pretty much be largely back to normal from that point. But we've got full results of the AEW show last night with the championship match with uh, Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy. We've got the SmackDown report from last night, which is a very different show. We'll talk about that here. And uh, some updates on some injuries, your feedback, and so much more. Stick around, everybody. Back in a moment. Observer Live. Down the side. 
If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Time for your small business report presented by Dell Small Business. Be sure to create a streamlined set of processes for your staff, something easy to follow and mold without needing over-communication. Assigning regular activities to your staff members will set clear expectations on a weekly and monthly basis, freeing up some strategy and creativity time for you as the business leader. Growing startups often struggle with management, and refining this process will help you scale faster and further. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. It's the perfect season for a powerful business upgrade with Dell Technologies Summer Sale Event. Save up to 45% on secure PCs built for business with Windows 10 Pro. You'll also find great savings on Dell servers, monitors, docks, and other accessories to help boost productivity. Plus, enjoy free shipping on everything. Do more with modern devices and Windows 10 Pro. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech. That's 877-ASK-DELL for business specials during Dell's Summer Sale Event. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812-800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. It's our own Club Lavella show here today. Mike uh, texted me earlier today and he said, if you want to... uh, not do the show due to the excessive heat. I don't have a problem with that. But you know what? I never quit. You're a survivor. You there, Mike? I'm I here. am a survivor. Yeah, just making sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I just want to say, like, if you don't like the ambiance, too bad. It was the ambiance or no show here today. Mm. And I think that you can all get used to this ambiance. 
It's like going on a, a radio field trip here today. By the way, I want to mention one thing before we go any further. If you go to my Twitter right now, at Brian Alvarez, I want to shout out Omar here, who uh, tweeted, I feel like I need to share this with you, given that this final outcome has a lot to do with the positive and fun spirits I'd be in while listening to your incredibly entertaining shows throughout the past 365 days. Thank you again. Omar here in one year has gone from 105 kilograms to 73 kilograms. He's dropped from 30% body fat to 9% body fat. So big congratulations to Omar. That's awesome. And if you want to see that or follow along, I've uh, tweeted it out so you can check that out on my Twitter, at Brian Alvarez there. So let's get going today. We got uh, AW and NXT to talk about from, uh, I guess, I guess uh, both of them. Well, I, I watched them both on Saturday. SmackDown was on Friday night. AEW was on uh, was on Saturday. I guess the na- the main talking point I really want to start with today is how differently WWE and AEW book their World Heavyweight Champions. And as I do a comparison here, I know that some of you are going to immediately get mad that I dare do a comparison, and you're immediately going to hear what I say and presume that I'm bearing WWE. But in fact, I'm not. So just listen. Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy had a world championship match that was great. And it was exactly what I figured it was going to be going in. I talked about this several days ago when I was talking about the skit that they did backstage with the golf cart and Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy and how wacky it was. And I said, I think what they're doing is they are setting you up to think that you're just going to see a nothing happen in TV match. And then what they're going to do is they're going to go in there and try and have a match of the year. And I don't think it was a match of the year, but it was a great match. It was a really, really great match. And Kenny Omega went in there, and he sold, and he sold. And he gave Jungle Boy like 75% of the match. And Jungle Boy had him in a snare trap, and it looked like it was over. But Kenny Omega raked the eyes and pulled the hair to get out of it. And ultimately, at the end, he beat him clean, which I figured he would have done and he should have done. But it was amazing to... To watch that match and see everything that Kenny Omega did for Jungle Boy and then compare that to what WWE does with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, literally, literally the the storyline on SmackDown is that he has wiped out the entire division. He has destroyed everybody. He's not out there doing matches where... You know, he faces Kevin Owens, and when when the match is over, like, Kevin Owens is at a higher level than he was when he went in. Rey Mysterio goes in hell in his cell, and he comes out looking better than he did before the match. Now, Roman Reigns goes in there, and granted, he will have help here and there, but regardless of how the match is, is booked, like, when it's over, the challenger is where they were or lower, and Roman Reigns' storyline has destroyed everybody. Now, of course, the end of SmackDown, the angle was that Edge came back, and I guess Edge is going to be his next challenger, even though he stacked up Edge and Daniel Bryan like Cordwood at uh, WrestleMania and beat both of them at the same time. So I don't know why you did that finish if Edge is going to be the next challenger. But the point of all of this is, it's not that I'm burying Roman Reigns, because the fact of the matter is, if you're doing a storyline where Roman Reigns is better than everybody in the company by leaps and bounds, but the story is that eventually... A John Cena comes back, and you do huge business for John Cena to see if he can beat Roman Reigns. 
And then later on down the road, you bring in The Rock, and you do huge business because people want to know if The Rock can beat Roman Reigns. If you build up a guy like Roman Reigns, and you draw huge money booking like that, great. So I'm not burying the way they're doing it. I'm just pointing out that what they're doing is very different than what AEW is doing with Kenny Omega and the people that he faces in the ring as the champion. So anyway, I liked the Jungle Boy-Kenny Omega match a lot. Mike, what did you think of the match and the show? I I thought the match was awesome. I I really did, and I thought the show itself was really good as well, too. You know, it's that same philosophy WWF has had for years. You know, it's, it's Hulk Hogan against Ric Flair. Look at how they booked Hulk Hogan compared to how the NWA would book Ric Flair. And there were pros and cons to both of those things. But the difference is Hulk Hogan had a line of contenders that people wanted to see him face up uh, against. And I don't know if WWE has that now, considering they keep going back to recycle things. And I understand that you can draw big business with John Cena, with The Rock, with people from the outside. Of course you can. But where are your threats from inside? And there's always a happy medium. And I think we've moved to a point where, you know, it's okay for the champion to give the challenger a lot more, especially when that challenger is as close to Ricky Morton as I think we've had in 30 years. Uh, there have been great plucky babyface underdogs, guys that are young guys on the rise that, that get a shot early and you can see how they're going to develop. But Jungle Boy is the closest thing, in my opinion, to Ricky Morton as far as watching people get behind him, people believing, even though I don't think that there was anybody really believed deep down in their heart that he was going to win that match. And when the title, I think people were getting into it is there's a possibility that could happen. And they let themselves kind of at least what it felt like the, the crowd felt like they were letting themselves get into it and falling into the story. And I thought they pulled it off great. And I think it showed some chinks in the armor of Kenny Omega as far as the developing story, not having all of his friends around there. And I know you'll, you can talk about you know, how the, the finish happened and, and a little bit of what you talked about last night with Dave about why the finish was good and why it worked on people. Uh, but I just, again, I thought it was a great way to end the show, and it shows, it just shows, I think, even more, we know Kenny Omega's great, but it's just, to me, another notch in Jungle Boy's belt that, one, he's able to keep up in the way that he is, and you just see how the crowd reacts to him. And you know he's got bigger and better things that are just going to be coming down the line. You know, I know that uh, Dave many times talked about Jungle Boy needs a big win. Jungle Boy needs a big win. Jungle Boy needs a big win. And he got a big win, by the way, the Casino Battle Royal. And I was talking a few days ago that I did not think that Jungle Boy should beat Kenny Omega here. It's not the right time. But I will say that when the match was over, I thought that they did such a good job with Jungle Boy that I believe that he is the guy that should beat Miro and win the TNT title. I don't think it should be this month. I don't think it should be next month. Miro right now is awesome as champion. But getting close and getting close and getting close and getting close, it's fine if you fail as long as the people believe that you're getting closer. And I think they've done an exceptional job with Jungle Boy in pushing that he's not there yet, But he's getting closer, and he's getting closer. And I think that a victory over Miro and a run with the TNT title, I think it's the best thing for Jungle Boy about six months down the road. 
And one of these days, if he can talk the way that he would need to talk as champion, that guy can be a future AEW champion. With that said, this is AEW. If you look at how they booked the title, this is not WWE where everybody gets a shot at the championship. Maybe not everybody. Clearly, a bunch of people got cut the other day. They get a shot at the title. But it's not something that everybody is going to get during their career. Only the people that they believe are the very top of the line are going to end up with that championship. And if you see the reaction of the fans to the Jungle Boy, if you see the way that they got into him last night and got into his near falls, I believe that they can make him a world championship caliber guy with more time. Doesn't need to be now, but down the road. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. 
Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back at the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Here on a field trip to Cannon Beach, everybody. Can you hear the waves crashing as we bury folks? Actually, we don't. So I want to read a couple of uh, text messages here. By the way, if you want to text us, 425-780-7566. That is 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. At Brian Alvarez on Twitter. At SemperVivi. So uh, this person here says, For all the talk about heel Kenny Omega and how Omega is presented and all the hot takes concerning him, ultimately he is in a class by himself on nights like tonight. Nobody has a combination of skill, credibility, and momentum to make a guy in a world title match like he can. If people want to compare him to Reigns, Reigns has the credibility, he has the star power, but he just eats his opponents up and looks dominant, leaving zero credible baby faces on his brand, which is fine if that's what you want to do. But Omega has the versatility and the skill to look strong and give his opponents the rub. In short, Roman Reigns is a heel Hulk Hogan. In 1987, Omega is a heel Ric Flair in 1986, Well, which I would agree with, by the way. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's why I made the comparison, because uh, that's what it kind of feels like. Now, the WWE proponent will go, well, how'd that work out for everybody? And they may be right with that. Um, and it's not the talent's fault, obviously. I think if left up to their... You know, own accord, the Roman Reigns of the world and the Seth Rollins of the world and plenty of people on that roster. You could, I'm not saying they could be Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is a special talent, but like, you know, Okada, you can look at lots of different companies. There are people who can be in the position of Kenny Omega to make younger talent and to make some of these things, you know, a little bit more believable as far as does the challenger have a threat? It's just WWE's philosophy is not to do that, and they are very reliant on bringing people back, whether it be Edge, Brock Lesnar, John Cena, The Rock, all of the names that we talk about over and over and over again. And the problem, really, where this is going to work out the best for AEW, forget about Jungle Boy, it's everybody. You know, it helps everybody that, that gets the opportunity and is put in these positions because look at where you're at with WWE. Who on the roster is a threat? You know, we've gone through Kevin Owens and Cesaro and this person and that person. We've even gone through Edge. You know, we've already done that dance, but here we go back to it again. Whereas anytime the Kenny Omega interacts with somebody, you may not like Kenny Omega, but they come out of it better. You know, in most fans' eyes, they come out of it as, hey, that match was great. Here's a, It's because it's not 1986 anymore. We know how this whole thing works. And, it's again, it's unfortunate because all you do is hurt the rest of the roster this way when there's never anyone that's got that's a threat. That's a problem. And it's up and down, and it's how they book their entire show because it's like the people like the, the, the Jey Usos of the world. 
and people like that who lose in high-profile situations all the time, we never see them get a win. They never build up any credibility because they never have any good wins. They never have any competitive wins. They never have any shiny wins before they go and get slayed by usually the top of the card. So, uh, again, it, it is a difference in philosophy. It's a difference in pro wrestling. And as far as watching it, I mean, I, I think it's it, it's not even close. You don't even have to get to the level of athleticism that Omega has in his matches, but the psychology of them in comparison to how WWE usually does their thing is, is completely night and day. You know, there's nothing wrong with the booking of Roman Reigns if you have a plan, and the simple plan is you build up a guy who is bigger than anybody on the current brand and then you bring in the folks from the outside, the John Cena, the Goldberg, and obviously at the end of the day, you bring in the Rock. And if that's your plan, and the Rock is going to be the big WrestleMania match, which is, what, eight months from now? Then what you need to do to make this thing work is in the meantime, as you're doing the storyline with Roman Reigns and these outsiders, you have to pick a guy. I don't know who the guy is. But he's got to be on the roster. And you got to pick that guy, and you got to start to protect that guy. They actually have done this before. They did it with Drew McIntyre when they were on their way to Drew winning the title at WrestleMania. And they also did it with Bobby Lashley on the way to Lashley winning the title at uh, whenever he won it. Uh, I think it was actually before WrestleMania. But anyway, the point is, you start building up that guy now. So you make your big money between now and WrestleMania with Roman Reigns going up against everybody from outside the company, and you do your big gates, and uh, I guess it doesn't matter on pay-per-view or anything like that anymore, but you run some stadiums, you sell a bunch of tickets, blah, blah, blah. You try and get people to buy Peacock. You try to get people to watch Raw SmackDown. You do that through WrestleMania, and at the end of the day, Roman needs to beat all of those guys. That's when whoever it is that you have been building up for the last eight months shows up and he's the guy that is finally going to defeat Roman Reigns. Somebody from the roster that you have been building up for an extended period of time. Once that guy wins, whoever that is, then you can start having people from the roster having competitive matches, maybe somebody eventually beating that guy or whatever. In a, in a perfect world, there's nothing wrong with what they're doing with Roman Reigns. Now, do I see any evidence that they have somebody they're building up for Roman Reigns after he ultimately beats The Rock or whatever's going on? No, I have no faith in that whatsoever. So I really question what they are doing now, destroying the entire roster, because who is going to eventually beat Roman Reigns? You know, the other big differences between Roman now and Hulk Hogan back then was managers. You know, there was instant credibility because you had the Heenan family and Bobby Heenan had this blood feud with Hulk Hogan. So whether he had Paul Orndorff or Harley Race or whoever it was, it was a lot easier to have contenders going after Hulk Hogan. You don't have that with WWE because they hate managers. Where do you have that? You have that in AEW with people like Taz. And obviously you got to have the horses to do it with, but say they had a babyface champion. And you have Taz with his group of guys that are going after him. And it, it was just, it was a lot easier to do. And it would make it a lot easier in WWE. Obviously, you would need a babyface champion to do this. But still, you lose that option when you don't have a strong manager there. You know, if, if MVP had a staple of guys and you had a babyface champion that was 
you know, going through people in the way that Roman Reigns is, at least you would have a built-in way to give some credibility and some believability to the contender because you know who they're managed by. It was a very simple formula for years, you know, especially in the WWF with the Grand Wizard or Lou Albano or whoever it was, Jimmy Hart, whoever it was that was going to provide the foils for Hulk Hogan, and you don't have that option. Now, granted, he's a heel, but still, like Brian mentioned, if you don't have any credible contenders on your roster... You know, again, what's unless that person is coming in and winning the title, what what do you really have when he goes through the Cenas and the Rocks and, and, and all that sort of stuff? And it's just, it's really frustrating because you see a huge roster of people that should be, you know, somebody's got to be above the 50-50, and that's what plays a lot into this too is throughout the undercard and over and over again, everybody is equal except for the one person that they decide to elevate amongst, you know, those other people. So how can anything be believable? How can anyone believe that anyone is better than anybody else? And how can it really make you care? There need to be levels to this stuff. Schwartz here says, Brian, what's the deal with Edge? First night back and he gets a title shot. Also, why not hold his return for next month with fans for that pop? Surely he is not winning Money in the Bank, right? Uh, By the way, apparently you're going to be watching Mike for a long time here because... uh, Poor Jared's power has uh, gone, I don't know, the breaker, whatever that thing is. You know that circuit breaker thing? Uh-huh. Yeah, too much too much air conditioning has knocked his power out, so he's got to reboot everything. Sweet, so we for the time being, shot on me. Yeah, it's just going to be, you're going to watch Mike as I talk, which may be the best thing ever for Mike right here. Anyway, Ooh. he says, what's the deal with Edge? First night back, he gets a title shot. Also, why not hold his return for next month with fans for that pop? Surely not winning. Okay, listen. I do not have any idea why they did not do the return of Edge with fans coming back. I mean, I guess it's because they're not coming back for three weeks and they need a match for Money in the Bank. But, like, the return of Edge should have been in front of fans. They did it in an empty building. Now, with that said, why Edge? Well, who else? They ain't got anybody else. They got to make it up to SummerSlam. Because SummerSlam, I presume, it's going to be John Cena versus Roman Reigns or whoever they've got for Roman Reigns. But until then, we're going to do Rey Mysterio again. He killed that guy in a Hell is Hell match. There's nobody left. So it's got to be Edge. Now, why they stacked up Edge like Cordwood, especially, if you guys recall correctly, Daniel Bryan was leaving. So why did it Roman just beat Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania and not beat Edge? These are questions, I mean, point of this is. Because they don't plan ahead. That's They why. don't think. They don't no. think is the problem. I'm here yelling on the beach. (laughs) Has anybody yelled at you to shut up yet? No, I don't think anybody can hear me. Like the ocean, so damn loud. Gated uh, ocean community that. Oh, it's not gated. Get out of here. Completely agree with you that Jungle Boy should be the one to win the TNT title. This person says. Not to mention later down the line, if he does become an AEW World title holder, his gimmick can change and it can show growth from Jungle Boy. To whoever it is, even if he's just known, hey, there I am. He is. As, uh, as Jack Perry. Yeah, look, I'm back. Jungle Wait, I just Boy did a thumbs Perry. up. I didn't do that. What's going on here? Anyway, who cares? So, yeah, we're going to head to a break, everybody. Your calls when we come back and more feedback. Keep looking at Mike, everybody. Wrestling Observer Live.
I'm Ron Barr. All my life I've been active, playing tennis, pickup basketball, cycling, and swimming. But let me tell you, as I've gotten older, my body now tells me when enough is enough and I've done too much. Did you know 100 million Americans suffer from ongoing pain due to aging, exercise, overexertion, and the effects of everyday living? I want to recommend Relief Factor to you. Relief Factor can help all those body parts that are hurting, sore, such as neck and shoulder, back, hip, or knee, or just general muscle aches and pains. Here's what I recommend. Go to relieffactor.com to find out more. And Relief Factor has something special for the Sports Byline USA Network listeners. You can get their three-week quick start program for just nineteen ninety-five. That's only 95 cents a day. So give them a call at 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Or check it out at relieffactor.com. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than 1000 If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. God, I was looking at the Twitch chat during the break. What a mistake. Why is that? I got people, I got people mad that I had the temerity to do a show today, but I should have just taken the day off. I'm like, well, what are you listening or watching for? They're so Wait. mad they can't help but watch this. Angry. Yeah. Uh-oh. I'm hearing there's no audio on the Twitch feed. Oh, sweet. Well, we'll see if uh, we'll see if Jared can fix that. But in the meantime, <laughs> uh, what we're going to do here, for those of you listening, uh, Sirius Satellite Radio, etc., what we're going to do is uh, take some phone calls. So uh, if you'd like to give us a call here today... 
844-913-2727. That's the number, right? 844-913-2727. Text messages, 425-780-7566. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. Audio's back. Twitch homies, we're taking calls if you want to give us a call here today. Also want to mention, AW's Trent, currently recovering from neck fusion surgery, once again putting him out of action, posted a message himself in a hospital bed with a noticeable scar on his neck, writing, quote, neck fusion surgery went well. Trent returned to AW back in March, helping Chuck Taylor in his match against Miro. He had previously been out of action with a partially torn pec muscle suffered in December that kept him out of action for several months. Trent and Taylor continued to team up after his return, but Trent had not wrestled since a match against Penta that took place on the April 21st edition of Dynamite. So they mentioned on the show spinal stenosis, and I don't know how long he's needed surgery. I was told this had been a problem for, quote, a while. So anyway, whatever it was, it's uh, hopefully been fixed, and uh, best of luck to him. SmackDown, 1.859 million viewers in the overnights, down 3.6% from last week's show. Last week headlined by the Hell in a Cell match, so no Hell in a Cell match this week. They were only down 3.6%, so uh, that's what that match was worth. And uh, the money demo, 0.5, identical to last week. It trailed the Olympic Trials, which did 8.7. So uh, there you go. That's the update on the ratings. And let's head to the phones here. You are on the air. Who is this, and where are you calling from? Hi, Berman. This is Nicholas calling from California. Yes, Nicholas. Um, I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts on the way that um, MJF and Sammy have been sort of building their match where there's kind of like this work-shoot um, aspect going on there? In what sense? What do you see has been work-shoot? Um, the stuff about the merchandise and everything? So the way, the way how, um, like, uh, MJF tweeted up the picture and then Sammy shot back and then MJF like shot back with like, oh, you don't want to get canceled again. So what picture? Did... <laughs> okay, so caller, the problem is I'm not following everybody closely on Twitter. So what did MJF tweet? What was the picture? No, was um, no, I'm getting confused. Sammy tweeted out an embarrassing picture of MJF and MJF with a kid. And then MJF's response was, I heard was basically I heard Sammy posted an embarrassing picture of me. And then he said a little bit of heel stuff, and he said, I hope you don't get canceled again, Sammy. I see. Okay. All right. Well, listen, I want to thank you very much for the call. Spicy. Now that he mentioned it, I remember the picture that uh, Sammy tweeted, and it wasn't even, like, that embarrassing a picture. It was just like a picture of MJF's face. And then, like, some people actually, some people were very upset about that. They were like, it's 2021. You can't be tweeting a picture making fun of a guy's looks or whatever. Wait, against like, MJF of all people, yes. MJF who makes fun of like, you know, handicapped kids at, at autograph signings and is king of the edge lords. Like you can't insult the kid who's who sang on Rosie O'Donnell and bring up a picture of that. I don't know if that's when it was from, but I guess it was around the same age from how it sounds. I mean, you can't make fun of that guy. Get the hell out of here. Come on. Listen, listen, everybody. I don't mind bringing things into a storyline, but as was the case with that caller right there, I mean, the caller was asking me about tweets, and, like, I don't know what the hell's going on. So (laughs) the thing with wrestling is if I'm watching a feud between MJF 
and Sammy Guevara. The key stuff, as I've mentioned a thousand times, it's got to be on television, okay? It's got to be on Dynamite. If you want to do whatever you want to do on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, I mean, you're welcome to do whatever you want. I don't care. But you need to be aware that, like, there's going to be a portion of your audience, perhaps a sizable portion of the audience, that is not going to have any earthly idea what you're talking about if you bring that stuff up on television. Now, they did bring up on television, Sammy did the line about how, you know, I'm going to prove this company made a mistake by picking you and putting you on all of the pictures and everything like that. That doesn't bother me. Like, I want to know that the two guys don't like each other. I want to know why they don't like each other. And then I want to know when they're going to fight. Like, if you can tick all those boxes, like, I really don't care what you do. So, I mean, that's my take on it. Obviously, you know, as Chris Jericho, I think, had noted uh, about some of these promos that they do, like, sometimes they go out there and he's not sure what somebody is going to say, okay? But everybody is going to be respectful to each other to the degree where I'm pretty sure that if MJF is going to say something inflammatory about Sammy that he thinks Sammy could really be insulted by, like, he's going to ask him, like, do you mind if I mention this thing that happened with you and a bad comment regarding Sasha Banks? Like, they're going to clear that with each other. I don't think they're going to go out into business for themselves and actually say things that are going to really insult the other person and make them legitimately angry. But they want you to believe they are doing that. So, I don't know, whatever. I'm fine with it. There can be ribbing on the square, too. There can be things that, you know, can be said that will get a reaction because somebody knows it's going to get a reaction, and it may not be what that person wants to hear, but it's... Are you going after them to needle them, or are you going after them to try to cut their throat in a way that's not professional, or in a way that is, how about less than professional? You know, maybe put it like that. So, you know, I I don't want to say those days are are behind us here, but they, if you're an AEW, or WWE is a separate kettle there, but like, if you're an AEW, are you going to do anything that damages your company or damages the other person or yourself or puts anybody in peril right now, I would seriously doubt it. You know what I mean? There's too much on the line here. And, and again, it, it, it to show that type of lack of professionalism, you know, would be a major mistake in my opinion. So they know exactly what buttons to push and how far they need to push them uh, with each other. But nobody's going to do anything, I think, too stupid or or too ignorant just to get the likes or to get the wows or anything like that. They got a bigger, they got a bigger uh, picture to paint here. This person here says, I completely agree with you that Jungle Boy should be the one to win the TNT title. Not to mention later down the line, if it does become an AEW world title holder, if he becomes an AEW world title holder, his gimmick can change and it can show growth from Jungle Boy to whatever it ends up being, even if he is eventually just known as Jack Perry. What about Jungle, jungle Bro? <laughs> oh, God, no, no, no Jungle Bro. No Jungle Bloke either before you, you bring that one up. But no, I mean, if he's Jack Perry, and he probably will end up turning into morphing into Jack Perry at some point, even if his nickname is still Jungle Boy. I mean, I that's okay. You know, I think people hammered Jim Ross way too much over that one. With him saying Jungle Boy Jack Perry, he wants to drive home to a lot of the people. Bro, that had... that's his name. His exactly. name is Jack Perry. Jack He's Perry. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. We're not supposed to believe that he lives in the the jungle. 
And his father is Luke Perry. And not every person walking the face of the earth that may be watching that show actually knows that, believe it or not. So every once in a while where you bring in this, you know, real life aspect that his father was a big TV star and a, a, a big movie star like that. That's OK. So I I think if anybody has concern about it, they mentioned here, Luke Perry on TV last night. They had his, well, his, his was mother yeah. and his family Absolutely. in the crowd, which, by the way, we know where he gets his hair from. Well, it's, but anyway, it's, the, I mean, the point of this is, like, everybody knows who he is. It's acknowledged on TV who he is. So, like, why are people getting upset? You know why? Because it's Jim Ross. Well, so, exactly. There must be something to get exactly. mad at Jim Ross about. So let's get mad that he called him Jack Perry, even though that's his name. Something to bitch about for people, and that's where, I mean, I think sometimes AEW fans, you know, they take a hard turn on, on some things that they don't like, and they're just as bad as NXT fans. I mean, when Jim Ross was talking about people diving out onto people and, and sitting there and waiting, I mean, there's a lot of validity in some of the things that he says. You don't have to agree with them, but I think some of them get taken and dragged out way too much and, and get turned into ridiculous sound bites online, but I guess what doesn't? Person here says it's one thirteen here in Phoenix too, so you're in good company. Just wanted to add a uh, smaller comment. I don't get why Vicky's WWE shtick did not stay in WWE. I love her, but it's always been go away heat with me. And now my girlfriend, who is new to wrestling but loves AEW, thinks the same. Some fans decided to make it worse with those god awful what chants. Guys, forgotten about those? Ugh. Well, you're gonna be hearing them again soon. Don't. Please. They're gonna, dude. They paid no. their ticket money. Hey, fans can do what they want, but uh, yeah, it sucks. The what chance sucked, and I get it with Vicky. I mean, if if Vicky didn't have the screech, I mean, what else does she have other than she's you know, and, and she's a entertaining. I think she can be an entertaining character, but like that's a big part of it is she's a a screeching heel who you want to see her client get beat up, and hopefully somebody. You know, another woman shut her mouth. But it's as far as she and Andrade goes, I still think that this is a this is going to end up with him and somebody else. And I, I don't know who that person is going to be. I know Dave is, was happy. I, I don't want to see Conan. No offense to Conan, but I don't want to see another legend in there, even as a mouthpiece. I don't think proud and powerful need one, and I don't. Bro, after last think... night, I'd see that guy every week. He was fantastic. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's not great on the mic, but I think you you do get a. There is a law of diminishing returns with so many people that you bring in, it, 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 but that's a, a story for a different day. I, I don't think he's the guy for Andrade, but I I cannot see Andrade staying with Vicky Guerrero for a long period of time. It still feels like he was brought in and she was doing the screech just to establish that he's going to be on the bad guy side of the ledger, and that's it. This person here says, Is it okay to do more than one gimmick match on one show? Road Rager has a strap match and a coffin match. Well, my friend, listen. The rule of wrestling is, if it works, it works. And so we're going to find out at Road Rager if it works. I think it's going to be fine. The, the prime number one example of this is... When uh, TNA used to do Lockdown. You guys remember Lockdown? Lockdown was a pay-per-view where every match was inside a steel cage. So they would have a steel cage match. Then they would have a 
strap match inside a steel cage. Then they would have a falls count anywhere inside a steel cage match. Anyway, the point was, every single match on the show was in a cage. Now, the word before this pay-per-view was, you can't do that. You can't do a show where every single match is in a cage. You kill the cage gimmick. Nobody's going to want to see this, blah, 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 blah. I knew otherwise, because when I was coming up in independent wrestling in the Northwest, Tim Flowers, once a year, would run a big show where every match was in a cage. Guess what? Best drawing show of the year every year. Guess what happened with Impact? Lockdown always did well as compared to other shows. So whatever the rules are, the rules are only the rules if the rules are broken for some reason. If it works, it works. I think it'll be okay to have two stipulation matches on one show. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912 Eight hundred four zero three five nine one two, eight hundred four zero three five nine one two. That's eight hundred four zero three fifty nine twelve. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how 
simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call, that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi is clearly here. <laughs> showed up, popped up out of nowhere. I do that. This person here says, after seeing the third Carmella versus Liv Morgan match in four weeks, I had to see who was on the SmackDown women's roster. According to Wikipedia, Bailey, Bianca, Carmella, and Liv Morgan are the only four active singles wrestlers. It's going to be really fun doing these qualifying matches for the women's uh, Money in the Bank match on the SmackDown side, since they only have four wrestlers. We got Natty and Tamina, but they're the tag champs. They're feuding on Raw. Reckoning is missing. Sasha Banks is on a break. Sonya Deville not wrestling. They could have used a few of the released women wrestlers so that Carmella and Liv wouldn't have a feud over who is more beautiful. We did not have time today. Actually, we did, but I didn't want to bother. <laughs> Talking about that storyline they did last night with uh, Carmella and Liv Morgan. We're like, you know, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have to have a Falls Count Anywhere match on SmackDown next week in order to try to qualify for Money in the Bank because you have to qualify, according to Adam Pierce. And then the very next segment, Carmella is gifted a spot in Money in the Bank, I guess, because she's the most beautiful woman in all of WWE. And then she has to do a match with Liv Morgan. Liv beat her last week, but is not in Money in the Bank. Liv has to beat her again to get into Money in the Bank, although Carmella will still be in Money in the Bank. They got all that? It's a disaster. But anyway, tomorrow, myself and Filthy Tom Lawler will talk about SmackDown. We'll talk about New Japan Strong and more. And later on tonight, live for our top-tier YouTube subscribers, it'll be myself and Vinny talking the AEW show from Saturday night. We'll have a lot to talk about. Craig's on break due to fire hazards and not getting any sleep, but he'll be back on Tuesday. And that is it, everybody. I want to thank you all for listening here today. Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody in the studio. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live. <laughs>